0: Hello and welcome back to Journey to Healing with Katina. I hope that you're having a good week. In last week's episode, we covered one of the sutras from book one, which talks about the four locks and four keys. We talked about the first two locks and keys in last week's episode. If you did not listen, I'll give you a little synopsis. So in... Sutra 33 in book one, we are told by cultivating attitudes of friendliness towards the happy, compassion for the unhappy, delight in the virtuous, and equanimity toward the non-virtuous, the mind stuff retains its undisturbed calmness. And so last week we focused more on the happy and the unhappy, and i said that at any point in time we are bound to run into the four locks and so having the four keys to open the lock is key to our personal freedom and peace and joy that being said i'm going to focus on the delight in the virtuous and equanimity toward the non-virtuous part of the sutra. So when we think of virtues, virtues are traits that we wish to aspire to be or to have more of in our life, such as patience or strength, courage, being reliable. The very definition of virtuous means that you're showing high moral standards the question might be well being virtuous is a positive thing so why would that be a lock well the reason why it's a lock is because we all have virtues we might not always see the virtues in someone that we may not particularly get along with so are we able to recognize any virtuous traits in a person that we may not necessarily see eye to eye with there must be something that they exhibit kindness patience then the other part of the lock is that if we not only focus on the virtues in others but we surround ourselves with these virtuous people then we ourselves can grow and exhibit these traits ourselves kind of like no one wants to be around someone that is negative positivity and virtuous traits are contagious. When you're around someone that loves to help others, you want to help others too. And this brings out the good in you. All these traits are beneficial to you and to others and harm no one. And so by finding delight, appreciation, and a joy in bringing out those virtuous traits in each other, we can grow ourselves. And this can be done through working with people. Um, There's different ways of developing virtues, study, contemplation. But the more we take part and, and celebrate these traits, then the more that they become part of our lives and bring us joy. Which brings us to the last lock, which is non-virtuous. In some translations, instead of using the word non-virtuous, they used the word wicked. So I wanted to dive into what we mean by non-virtuous. Sometimes when we think of non-virtuous traits or sins, as we would be told in religion, we might think of extremes such as murder murder is not virtuous but being non-virtuous we actually do on a regular basis and it's something that we might often do without even realizing such as gossip. it's anything that can cause harm to others and even harm to ourself. lying is another form of being non-virtuous or harsh words. What happens if we are confronted with someone who is non-virtuous and, and at some point in our life we have been around non-virtuous acts or something that just does not feel right. Often when we feel we are victims of injustices, our reaction might be anger this is a natural reaction but the key to unlocking the non-virtuous lock is equanimity in my opinion i think equanimity is the hardest practice and one that Is so very important. So what exactly is equanimity? Equanimity can be described as mental calmness and composure especially in a difficult situation. I always think of the ocean when I think of equanimity because when we get riled up with something that's bothering us that's when the waves are crashing in and they're loud and there's rip currents and it's a full force and then after the storm settles the water can be really still and we want our mind to be really still and that just like almost as if the water is not moving it's just there reflecting the sky and that's that mental calmness that equanimity. Equanimity is obviously easier said than done, but why would we want to unlock this key with equanimity instead of just taking all that anger and bottling it up or releasing that anger and using it towards something else? Well, anger doesn't get us anywhere. It not only affects our mind and causes the waves to come into the shore really harshly, but it also destroys our energy and physically can weaken us. And when that happens, we are also destroying other energy sources like our creativity, our passions... So if we react with anger, we not only have been harmed by this non-virtuous act, but now we are harming ourselves with our anger and harming anyone else that comes into contact with us with our anger. So the, the key is equanimity. I just want to say that equanimity doesn't mean that we ignore this non-virtuous act and pretend like it doesn't exist. But equanimity is not letting it disturb our mental state and having this reaction. So we can choose not to engage in non-virtuous behavior without having an uproar over it. So to recap this sutra, by cultivating attitudes of friendliness towards the happy, compassion for the unhappy, delight in the virtuous, and equanimity towards the non-virtuous, the mind stuff retains its undisturbed calmness. And this is what we call the four locks and keys. So there's a key for every lock. And the idea is if we practice these keys regularly, we will retain our undisturbed calmness, that beautiful ocean, a body of water that, that's calm and settled and not disrupted by anything or anyone. And We'll be talking more about this in weeks to come. As always, thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week. Namaste.